Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Between the Reps. Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Um, we're going to make this a quick one. We also, thought... Oh, we're wait, we're in a new living room. Oh, yeah. We hijacked Dana and Bailey's living room for this yeah. for this podcast because we are in Montana. We're in Montana. with our gracious hostess mm-hmm. and host Rob. Um, I wanted to say we thought that we were going to have a guest on for this one. That we was had, the plan. That we, was the plan. And we, we told had to you, reschedule. We told all of you that we did have a guest for this one. We, but uh, she needed to reschedule, and that's totally fine. Totally fine. So she'll be coming on in February. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're in Montana. We made it. It's awesome. It's it's so beautiful here. I have to say, I was telling, uh, you know, we I talked about on the last one that I went skiing for the first time. I I don't usually like get gushy, <laughs> or even like tell. Bro- She's so awesome because she pushes me to do things that I. I just wouldn't do. Me? And yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm super grateful for this experience because again, like I said, I hadn't skied in, you know, 20 years and it has been amazing. And, and just skiing in this beautiful country, well country, I mean, it's in our country, but this, you want to say beautiful landscape. landscape. Yes. Uh, was really a very cool experience. And I, pr- I would, I wouldn't have done it on Never, my own. Yeah. You wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done plan, it without being bamboozled. The plan was to bamboozle her <laughs> more than I did because <clears throat> I had talked to Dana and I was like, dude, all right. So we're not, yeah, gonna, I te- just, we're not gonna tell Gina. I just, by going. the way, found this out today. Yes. So Gina was always coming to Utah first. We were gonna, you know, we would, she'd come and hang and we go, you know, work, be with the family, podcast. And then we were gonna leave from there and come to Montana. And then she was going to co- go home back to uh, Santa Cruz from Montana. I'd go back to Southern Utah. And so I had talked to Dana. I was like, dude, so we're going to, we are, me and Dana already knew we were going. It was like a ski trip, you know, not like a workout trip. It's a ski trip. And we would podcast and just hang out because we haven't seen her in so long. And I said, but we're not going to, we're not going to tell Gina <laughs> that we're going skiing. Um, what we'll do is like when you pick us up from the airport, we're just going to take her. Like she'll think that we're going either for food or we're going home. <laughs> but what we'll do is we'll just immediately go to get rentals for her. <laughs> I know. And that's how she'd find out. So me and Dana had this whole plan. And then what happened is Courtney Our friend, and it yeah. ended up, she had been wanting to come to Utah. And so 
she had messaged me, you know, she hit me up and she's like, Hey, how did the, how does this weekend work? And I, you know, I, I was like, well, Gina's going to be here. Um, that would work fine, you know? And I was actually trying to get her to come to Montana with us, but she had, her boyfriend was planning a different trip for her anyways. So when she was coming, I still didn't have to tell Gina that we were going to go skiing. Wow. Cause now we were going to go up to Brian head. Well, cause Courtney was coming out there cause she wanted to go ski for the weekend. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to, I still won't tell Gina that we're going in Montana. And then when we're in Utah, if she doesn't really care to go, not a huge deal. Also, I'll surprise her there. She'll get like a, you know, a practice run. And then I still won't tell her that we're going in Montana. But then <laughs> she called me and wanted to see if we should um, invite our friend Megan too, because Courtney was now coming out and it happened to be the exact same time that Gina was coming out. We, we didn't want her to feel left out. We don't out. want her to feel left out because yeah. it wasn't all planned as like a, the exact same trip. It was all separate trips that became at the same time. So Gina called me like, should we call Megan too and see if we can make it work? And I said, I had to say to her, I was like, um, does she ski? <laughs> Cause I didn't even want to mention skiing to Gina. Like I had already planned for the fact that we would do rentals, that we would find ski clothes for her. And well, I, and your mom had a full house. Yeah. And was having yes. a baby shower. No, it was and a, was yeah. It was a it was a full house. So Megan, if you're house. listening, you totally could have come. Yes, it was a full house. She's like, hey, she was we, busy that we, weekend anyway. So she invite Megan. I was like, well, yes, but let me just check with my mom because you know I had planned for Gina coming. Colby was already with me, but then Courtney was going to come, and it all happened to happen. It all happened to happen at the same oh, time. Happened. So full house. Um. Anyways, I had to ask Gina like does she ski? And Gina replies, she goes, well, I think she skis the way I ski. And I'm like, <laughs> which is the lodge, which is the lodge. And I go, well, just make sure she knows she needs to bring snow clothes. <laughs> and Gina's like, oh. wait, are we going skiing? <laughs> like, I was like, like, actually oh, shit. Yeah. So she found out. Cat was out of the bag. Cat was out. No, I just love that. Dana was like, yeah, we were just going to take you right off the plane and take you right to get some ski rentals. I was yep. like, Jesus. But Gina was terrified. Um, we went to, we went up one day and I mean her, she hasn't literally been in skis for 20 years. Yeah. We talked about on the last Yeah, one. Took me right on the lift. Right on the lift. And she did great. And then we came to Montana and there was, there's not anything, I mean, a lot more runs here. Huge mountain. So beautiful. Yeah. If you haven't been, where'd we go? Whitefish? Whitefish. Gorgeous. This is actually the only part of Montana I've ever been to. It's my like, first time coming here was last year when I came out to stay with, stay with D and go skiing. Yeah, it's like um, it's like you're in a like Christmas. Yeah, because like she Christmas said town. she said they keep the Christmas decorations up downtown longer because it's just so snowy and it's festive. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's so cute. Beautiful, great experience. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Hence why we just actually got back from. That's why I'm still. We're still in That's our. Why snow we're still gear. in our snow clothes. Yeah, we're trying to do this really quickly because then we have to go pick up Dana from her hair appointment. Yep. <laughs> okay. So you had some. We're gonna read a couple questions. Also, yeah, this can be a quick one. Um, Chelsea Ray Lynn. She re- sent oh. us an email. Chelsea's who I had my my uh, my play date with. Yes. When we were in Austin, met her. She, she sent us an great. email because she has like a, she has a story. It has to do with when we were taught, we had uh, Mary Ellen on talking about the Yarlap mm-hmm. and she has a story that I'm going to, we're going to read about her kind of experience with 
having a very tight vagina. Yeah. She even says, yes, Gina, I see you rolling your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. She knows Um, I have this problem. My vagina is super tight tight. and it's been a real problem. Um, It's really long. So she, she even says, feel free to share with others on the podcast, however you wish and edit shorten, however you wish. Oh, so basically you're skipping through so much. Well, I'm trying to look how long it is. Chelsea, I love you. Do you need to give any, well, she gave us so much information. Okay. Well, here you do it. Well, I mean, no, you do it then. Well, I feel like you just got to like preface it. Okay. Go. Okay. So she really related to the last episode about pelvic floor because actually she's been dealing with having a hypertonic Hypertonic pelvic floor, so she's too tight. Yes, Gina, I see you rolling your eyes. (laughs) 2019, she started noting that any type of insertion, tampons, toys, intercourse was getting super painful. She went to her OBGYN, who recommended a holistic treatment approach, pelvic PT. And I've actually, I have a few friends that have been doing that or have done it. Um, I have not myself, but it's a lot more common than I ever thought it was. Right. Um, pelvic PT, 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 PT is exactly what it sounds like. PT. Manual physical therapy of your pelvic floor inside your vagina. Um, I'm sure that right there, like you guys, anyone who heard that and then immediately like kind of pushed away <laughs> from the, the podcast, it's just, it's, uh, it's weird if you've never heard of it. Even the first time I heard of that, like, it seems like it might be really weird, super taboo. But the reality is, is like, that's a reality. And we are so lucky that there is that people that have done the schooling and specialized because can you, I mean, think about like how many years they didn't really care to understand the female body anyways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like nuts. So it's so grateful. Um, the PTs work mainly with middle age or elder patients. So the PT I found worked at an incontinence therapy center. Which is like peeing, right? Isn't that incorrect? It's like when you pee yourself, yeah. Yes. Or have to pee a lot, maybe. She, therapy each week was uh, her therapy, her PT, putting on gloves, lubricating it with gel, and intravaginally massaging and stretching my pelvic floor muscles for anywhere from 10 to about 20 minute sessions. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Chelsea, saying. I love you so much. I know. No, I never orgasmed. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee that so many people were thinking that. It's way too clinical for that, but it was definitely awkward every time to lay on my back on a table, knees up, and try to stay relaxed while she worked on me. Oh my God. That's a different kind of happy ending. They gave her homework, things that were like three to four times a week as part of treatment to do different exercises. Um, Oh, she had to go home and measure her husband. Oh yeah, my pelvic PT had me go home and measure my husband so that I could order an appropriate size vaginal dilator, um, medi- aka medical grade trainers that look like dildos. Oh, they she's do. Got pictures, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, each week, she'd report progress, so difficulty, level of insertion, tolerance for the full fifteen minutes. Um, would advise the PT would advise on when to move up to the next size dilator. She advised through the whole treatment process to try and not have intercourse until I had advanced to the largest dilator. But she said to definitely try everything but intercourse. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, she said when you she think was you cool. just bang it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
she had progressed the largest dilator and no longer had tenderness in her pelvic floor. When she was cleared, her PT advised to stay sexually active and continue to use the dilators as I note as I noticed any increased tightness. Oh, because it just kept getting tighter. I just kept getting tighter. Chelsea. Come on. Um, she said it's been an interesting journey. She wouldn't say that her pelvic floor is normal, um, but she's come a long way and has learned a lot. She thinks that we often downplay sexual issues and write them off versus seek professional advice and treatment. True, very like, true. She said, like Mary Ellen said on the podcast, a hypertense pelvic floor is an issue, and it is. And if it's something any woman is experiencing, she hopes she. Um, I hope she explores pelvic PT. So, if any of you are experiencing that, from the mouth of Chelsea Raylin, just find a pelvic PT and really go through that because. It's going to make a world well, of difference. Well, we joke about it, but that you don't want that to be painful. I mean, that, that has no, to be miserable. Yeah. Way more miserable than a hot dog down a hallway. Oh, yeah. Just. <laughs> well, and you know what, too, is like, God, I just thought about what I just sounded like just now, and I sounded so dumb. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, you know what I think? Hey. Um, until we really discussed it with Mary, Mary Ellen, like I knew I had heard of women kind of having hypertonic, basically being overly tight. So it's really uncomfortable. Um, but I never thought of that being as common as I think that it actually is. Mm-hmm. Like you, you immediately just think like, oh, loose vagina. And then what was so enlightening with Mary Ellen is even understanding the fact that like, there is no loose vagina. It's her explaining the hammock, mm-hmm. right? Explaining that like everything down there, our pelvic floor is like a hammock. And if we're not strengthening it, it just is going to start to sag. Like it's uh, like someone's just been sitting in it all day. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty of it is the fact that we can, in fact, strengthen those muscles. And there are people out there that can help you either, one, work to strengthen and lift up the hammock, which is your pelvic floor, which is going to help so many things, putting all of your organs, everything back in the place it's supposed to be, or teaching you to relax. Right. So you're not just in severe pain all the time, especially when you're trying to really, you know, enjoy yourself. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah. You would hope. If it's not, maybe, you know, if it's not your pelvic floor, it might be your partner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Go to a PT. If if your pelvic floor is fine, change your partner. Mm -hmm. Um... So yeah, thank you, Chelsea. Love you. And yes, I'm looking forward to another play date. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way. And you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. What's up, everyone? It's Tana Mojo, and we're still canceled. Our podcast, Canceled with Tana Mojo, is back, and my favorite clean girl, Brooke Schofield, is by my side. We've grown up ever so slightly since our last episodes, and we're so excited to dive back into what's going on in our personal lives, gossip about pop culture, talk about lessons we continue to learn, and bridges we continue to burn. It's going to be wild, hilarious, and probably a little bit messy. So pause whatever show you're listening to right now and go follow Canceled with Tana Mojo on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. So you don't miss out on your weekly dose of chaos as we laugh at each other, laugh at our own lives, and maybe even give you a little advice along the way. Woohoo! Um... So this next one is from Nancy. I don't want to say her last name. I don't know. I always feel weird saying that. I don't know if we're supposed to share it. Um, I genuinely can't express how thankful I am for you and Gina. Thank you. Through these podcasts and keeping up on social media, y'all have helped me grow so much emotionally and physically. I've lost 30 pounds. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. During during these times, especially. (laughs) And I'm now a first-year collegiate athlete as a junior. Watching you has been an inspiration, and seeing y'all's unapologetic self has allowed me to grow so much in that aspect. Truly, thank y'all. Keeping y'all, <laughs> always. That's a lot of y'alls. With much love and respect. P.S. Hopefully after I stop being a broke college kid, I can join the Naked program. Looking forward to it. Yes, you can. Now address that. Okay. Because I feel like it's not that much, right? No, it's I not. I was asking you. So... I could understand, well, first of all, I mean, I went to college. I didn't, gradu- <laughs> yeah. I didn't graduate college, but I went. Loser. I know. <laughs> I just got pregnant instead. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Way to show them. Double loser. Yeah. <laughs> um, naked training program is, it's, it's, you get so much for the money. And not only that, because we are getting ready to launch the new app and for those of you out there that actually do it, you understand that when you sign up currently, you sign up, you pick your program, and we have different programs. So we have naked training, conventional, so it's kind of based on where you're training, really. Conventional or functional, we have our at-home programs, so at-home body weight, at-home dumbbell. Um, we have our Peaches program, which has actually just been a ebook, but we are working on actually making that a program that's inv- available in the app. Um And if you're needing to change your program, which a lot of you have experienced because when COVID happened, we, none of us were going to gym. So we all were transitioning to the at home program and it was like an email, right? You had to email in to support. We had to go in and manually change everyone's program. Well, with the new app, I'm just going to spoil it because it's so awesome. 
you will be able to, you for the same price, you'll have access to all of the programs. You'll have all, you'll have all of those. And we're adding a live program. So we're still going to have the naked program, which is very much strength focused. Um, but we're going to be adding in the live program, which our BFF, Daniel Jahangard, is actually going to, he's coming on as a coach for naked training. You guys are going to love him. And he is if going to be programming already. our live program. Um, it's going to be, you know, you'll do like two lifts and then like Metcon. So it's going to be a style of you're going to do some strength training and you're going to do some conditioning every day. But it's a plan. Um, it's not so constantly varied that there's like, you need a plan, especially if you want to have results. Like you can't just like go in and do whatever. I mean, you can, but the beauty of our yeah, program. I mean, something's or, better or, than nothing. Yeah, or other programs, if they're done right, is it's, it's a plan. You have someone that's creating the roadmap that you're on and, and you can trust in that. So you can do pay a year in full and it ends up being $12.99 a month. Preacher? Or month to month, which is $15 a month. No, sorry. Excuse me. Year in full is twelve ninety. You guys, I hope I'm saying this right. <laughs> They're like, it's your program. I know, but honestly, <laughs> I'm not working on the back end all the time. Uh, it's twenty. Oh, motherfucker, twenty dollars a month. You know what? I'm gonna just. I'm gonna. You know add, it's I'm gonna like make sure. I'm just gonna make sure because we've had some changes. Well, nowadays, I, I feel like it's like those those things that they run all the time, like for just a cup of coffee. Dude, five for, nine, for just three for the, in, three payments, of. which is just just like a cup of coffee a week. Oh, here we go. This is what I was, okay. So monthly is nineteen dollars a month, or you pay a year in full, and you end up paying a hundred. If you want to do a year in full, it's one hundred forty nine dollars flat rate, which I think comes out to I want to say twelve ninety nine, twelve forty two to be exact. Ooh. So if you pay a year in full, it ends up being $12.42 a month. Not or expensive. You, or you pay month to month, it's $19. Boom. Epic. So epic. It really is. And now I would say I've been in college. Um, and to be honest, so when I went to college, um, I'm the youngest of four. I worked when I was in high school, but I, I, I would say I never really learned how to manage money that well. I really didn't. Like most. I saved a lot of money. I didn't spend money in high school. I really didn't. Um, so when I worked, all my money went into my savings. And then I went away to school. And I never wanted to have to ask my parents for more money. Um, I got an allowance. I was in full t- I was full-time school. My parents the first year didn't want me to actually have a job because they wanted to make sure. Because I went right into my major. So when I went to University of Utah, I was a dance major. I had a full schedule. Majority of my classes were actually my major classes, and I had to I had to fit in all of my undergrad classes. Yeah, and you're lucky that you had that. Yes. A lot of people don't even have that. No, so lucky. Yeah. So in my situation, I I had a, I was living in my parents' condo. I had a roommate. Um, my roommate paid rent every month. I want to say it was like, $400 or some shit like that. Um, every month, that was my allowance that my parents would give me. And that was like, I didn't work. Um, so all I had was my, you know, whatever she paid for rent. And then if I ran through that, my savings. And I basically got to a point where I, 
I was going out a lot more. It's like my first time away from home, using my own money, going to dinner. And like my, I didn't drink alcohol till my second year of college. So like I was spending money more on like just going out to dinner all the time with my friends, really not paying attention. Right. Not things. even really your own money. It's really your parents' my money. My parents' money. But the thing is, is like <laughs> I used my own it. money. Right. Because but you were supplementing. Yes. Yes. And I, that first year, I basically had drained my savings account because mm-hmm. every time I was over on like what my allowance was, n- never, ever did I tell my parents and like ask for money. Ever. I would use my own. And then it got to a point where I had no money and I still didn't tell my parents. I actually told my sister and my sister transferred some money into my account for me. And what I did is I had a job. So I basically, for a while, I would eat at my buddy's house, my buddy Chris's house. I would eat there and I would work and I was just like saving my money. So like I basically, <laughs> I did lose, I did spend all of my money and that sucked, but I recognized it. And that was how I learned better money management. I still didn't like, I did not want my parents to know that I had, I lost, like you spent everything like, Hey, um, so my savings account's gone. Like what I did is I was like, well, I guess, uh, I'll just eat at Chris's house and then work and try and try and build back that, uh, (laughs) that buffer, (laughs) build up some more income. I remember when I moved to California, uh, uh, so my first job when I moved to Santa Cruz, you guys, was I washed towels at a hair salon. Nice. Not even full time because they couldn't give me a full time job. <laughs> You're just part time towel washer. Yeah. And that was my very first no job. No shame in that. It's a um, job. Well, yeah. Dude, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. So I'm talking about it. I uh, That was my first job. But I remember, and my nephew even remembers, calling my mom when I finally had, I think I had like... I was living in California. I think I had like $5,000 to my name. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And I called my mom. My nephew was in the car. And I was like, mom, guess what? Like so pumped. I was like, I like I just, I had, fo- I had tried so hard to like rebuild what I had spent when I was in college. And, you know, now I'm living out there and I got it. You know, you're paying rent and paying for groceries and gas and like trying to find work. And I'm working this like job washing towels at a hair salon and I just slowly started to put some money money back in my my account and I've I learned money better money management because I did spend it all Mm -hmm. the wrong way (laughs) I think that's how you learn and then have to figure it out my sister Lacey was always really good with money some people are I was always better with money than my ex yeah Lacey was really good I'm more of a usually more of a Less of a spender. The advice my dad gave. Well, he gave Mars when we got married. But also just us. My my parents, when they got married, and I'm the youngest of four, so I would say me of all my siblings grew up, for 100% grew up with more. My parents were very poor. Um, yeah, I don't need to explain it. They were poor. It was, and they, and it's, it's fantastic to, you know, go from that and work so hard and it feels really good when you, you earn everything that you have. Right. Um, but it was, don't pinch your pennies so much that you, like, you don't have life experiences. 
Like, don't be so overly concerned and pinching, pinching, pinching so much that you just, like, you miss all the opportunity to actually enjoy your life and, like, take opportunities and, and, and make something work and go and experience this. Or And, uh, and I've kind of thought about that so many times. I think nowadays, though, I think there's more people that spend more than they have. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't even know. But I could, I think that assumption is probably pretty good. I think, I think that, uh, I mean, and I'm not saying everybody should be like this, but I didn't even ever get a manicure until I was 30 years old. I mean, it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. But now I feel like they're young. I I can only speak to to like girls. In California. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's probably maybe not just California, but I feel like a lot of younger girls because I think that with each generation that gets more money or like makes more money we tend to indulge our children more oh yeah at a younger age does that make sense so so if you if you start to you know you want to take your daughter to go get a pet a mani petty and then you start doing that all the time and then what happens is that they get to a point where they're out on their own and they think I'm supposed to get a mani petty all the time so they think that that's a necessity rather than something that's a luxury. Yeah. So they end up spending, you know, eyelashes. I see all these young girls getting eyelashes and I keep thinking, how are you affording that? They're not their parents. Are. I know. I know. <laughs> or when they get out on their own, they think that they have this certain standard that they have to live up to that, that we've kind of as parents created. Yeah. I'm not a parent. I know. So... I feel like it's if harder. Maggie, if if Matt, if there was that for Maggie, Maggie for sure would. One hundred percent not. Have you seen my hands? I'm definitely not the parent that's like no. getting Manny Petties. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, man. I am. My nails are fucked up. Right I'm now. saying, if Maggie, you would do anything for Maggie. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I suppose. I'm gonna. I would suppose. Yeah. But like we were talking about earlier with my mother, right? Mm-hmm. Like. You can't explain it. You have this baby and you're instantly so in love, right? You explained it. Uh-huh. You're talking about it. Until if potentially, possibly down the road, maybe that happens for me, I could then maybe understand what you're talking about. Because I kind of make an assumption. It's like almost every time, uh, you know, Rue does something that's pretty stupid. And I'm uh-huh. like, I don't understand it. I'm like, what the fuck? And you're like, well, you know, this, that, this. And I'm like, well, for me, I'm, I'm going to look at it or understand it from a very different place because I did not birth her and I don't have children to like understand. Like even so many things that my mother did for, you know, me and my siblings. But like I would say, because I'm the youngest of four, my oldest two siblings, you know, I mean, are gone to a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And there's like this like love hate. But like the the love for that for that for your child it just it's just gonna outweigh or you know outweigh the the anger and then also too like if there needs to be a lesson learned depending on what that lesson could be it will if it's harder for you to try and figure out how like how to teach them that lesson and I'm thinking more of like along the lines of like my family mm-hmm. um it's gonna be harder for you to do that because you don't want, like my mom says it to me all the time. Like when I was going through a divorce, like it just, it broke her so much to like watch me hurt so much Mm -hmm. and she couldn't do anything to help me. Right. You know? And so like, until I'm in a position to like, that's how it sounds when it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I just like, like a giant long fart. I just like try to like. You have a baby. <laughs> it's a boy. Like kind of like you said, like if Maggie were a baby, like, you know. Well, like, like when well, Maggie yeah, like, like pees in the house. You're like. Oh, huh. no, actually, no, I definitely spank her. No. 100%. Well, first of all, when was the last time she peed in the house? She pees in my house all the time. Like she but gets it, excited. When Okay, but that's different. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. So as that's what I'm saying though. This is exactly what I'm saying. But there's peeing and there's how many times when she's peed in the house because Daniel, and we've got mad at Daniel because he knows that she does it and he comes in and gets her all okay, pumped but, up anyways. But see, now, now, but, that, but now you see how it feels. Like maybe. Yes. <laughs> you just proved my point. <laughs> you got all like no but <laughs> but i'm just saying like like when you love something and like a child is like a part of you and you've grown that child it's so hard and that's why i think that so many people it is it's hard to discipline and it's so it's so funny because my ex and i would go back and forth especially with ruby because i was pretty much more around for the older three and the disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. But then when we divorced, he had to be a disciplinarian on his side, which he never was. No. And so the problem is, is that he would feel like if I discipline her, she's not going to like me. Well, guess what? No, they're not going to like you. And that's one of the hardest parts, I think, of being a parent is having to accept, not, accept that you're not going you're to not be, liked be liked. Because it is hard to do. You don't want to ground them and make them miss things and take things away because they're sad. And from somebody that has never had children, they're looking at it like, well, yeah, fuck, yeah. They should they should totally do that. And why do you feel bad? But but when it's your child and a part of you, you do feel bad. But that's that's where you have to do what's best for them and not not what's best for you. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. These days, you can't go anywhere on the internet without running into the most horrible takes. You know, your good old-fashioned homophobes, or your self-proclaimed alpha males, who are writing two-page articles titled, How to Score the Perfect Female in 10 Days. If you are just as sick of these outdated takes as we are, you will love our podcast, Outspoken, hosted by me, Sam Collins, and my incredible partner, Shannon. We are an LGBT couple who have seen it all, been called it all, and are ready to take on the never-ending world of outrageous online opinions. Each week, we bring you the most ridiculous videos, hot takes, and hellbent news we come across on the internet. So, come laugh with us as we dismantle outdated ideologies and tear apart the most confident idiots on the internet. On our podcast, Outspoken. You can follow and listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you are listening right now. So I mean, I observed it with <laughs> my own my own siblings. Yeah, observed the hard love. Yeah, I it's just hard to do. I don't have babies. I don't have babies, so it's like it's just different. It's different. It's like every time my mom's like, "It's different when they're your own." My mom told me recently, it is. She's like, "You just have to give me one," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She's like, "Just one," and I was like, "Dude, mom!" But like, first, you're still young. You still have time. I was like, you know, like, you have a few eggs left. I got more than a few. <laughs> Dude, I've thought about freezing my eggs. Maybe should. Probably should. Because your 31. mindset is so like, nah. 
that you, I mean, if you change your mind later. Just like, imagine this right now. Like, look at me. Okay. I'm pregnant. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, just like big old belly. Colby, look at me. Why do you think? <laughs> like, Colby, Why help you, me up. Every, everybody my age has like, has small children or kids or they're busy yeah. with husbands and stuff. No, no. Because I would ruin our life. Yeah, you're going to ruin our life. <laughs> And you know what though? You know what though? If I were to, if I were to have one, uh-huh. I'd probably would need to do it in the next four to five years. Okay. Right. So I'm 31. Okay. So we'll be friends for four to five years. We'll be friends forever. <laughs> I'm what kidding. I'm telling, I'm what you. I'm telling you though, Gina, is like mm-hmm. if I somehow, if somehow. Oh, dude! If you had a baby, I would just be the best auntie that's ever. That's what I'm saying. If somehow. Uh huh. A baby starts growing in here. I mean, you know how that happens. And you don't throw me down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> For people that are like, that's not funny. It's not. I'm sorry. We, we have, have really a, dark humor. Yeah, gross. Actually, yeah. I'm not going to apologize. You guys already know who we are. If you're listening to this episode, you fucking you already know. Um, If you know, you know. If you know, uh, you know. Uh, you know. So let's say somehow a baby is growing in here. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Immaculate conception. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's our baby. I know. I feel like you know whoever I mean? you have a baby with is going to be so irritated by me because I'm just going to be the one going to like classes with you. Like the baby calls you daddy. Yeah, I know. I already. <laughs> like your kids call I've me already, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> My kids call Brooke their stepdad. Uh, Only because happened one time they had been drinking, but they were just really wanting Leslie, my mom, as their to grandma. be their grandma. They wanted her to be their grandma. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, yeah, I'll be your grandma. Yeah, for sure. So Brooke's my stepdad. She's a great grandma. She really is. You know what's funny is I always, when I was younger, uh-huh. I always thought that I would want to have kids when I was younger. Like, I'd want to start having kids when I was, I don't know, like, this is in your way, 20s. this is, yeah, but this is way before I was actually in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wanted, wanted to be a young mom? Well, not necessarily that I wanted to be a young, a young mom. Mm-hmm. What I wanted is I want, I wanted the... I wanted, if I had children, I wanted them to be able to grow up with my parents being young grandparents. Oh yeah. Had nothing to do with me being young. It was, I wanted them to have a really full life with my mom and dad. Yeah. Like, I wanted them to be able to have that. And I, and part of that is probably because, I mean, my grandpa, my mom's dad died when I was two. I never, and all I hear is just stories of like what an incredible man he was. Like just, and it, it, also, my biggest fear, you guys, I know I've told you this before, biggest fear is my parents getting old and dying. And like a lot was, of people since I was little, mm-hmm. like I remember being so young and I would just pray at night. I would pray and pray and pray and I would wish and wish and wish that I would wake up in the morning. Like when I was really young, I'd wake up in the morning and I would just like be younger, like be a baby again. Like I just wanted to rewind time because I was so terrified of me getting older because if I kept getting older and growing and meant my parents were getting older and they were growing and it just broke my heart. Wow, you're very aware at a young age. Dude, like so young. Like I was, it terrified me and I would have nightmares. I have night tears. And I remember I used to have this, a recurring nightmare and it was my mom being kidnapped. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Horrible. (laughs) Terrible. But um, yeah, that was the biggest reason like why I thought I wanted to have kids when I was younger because I just wanted my parents to be younger grandparents and be able to be very active with them. Mm-hmm. And me being the youngest of four, like all my siblings that have children, 
they've kind of got to experience that. But right. I'm younger. I'm the youngest. So like right. by the time I'm going to have one, you know. You're going to have to have one soon then. I mean, but like not that soon. Like if I did I it. I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty healthy. No, they're healthy. They're in great shape. They're healthy. But yeah, I don't know. And I do feel this. Like there was a big period of time where I had really decided that it probably wasn't a good idea for me to do it because I was I was pretty terrified that I wouldn't be able to mentally, emotionally be able to handle what might happen, like how my body would react to pregnancy because mm-hmm. I just was in a very insecure state since you're like when I was in college and years that followed college, honestly. I said that was a long time ago because I'm 31. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and that was hard for me like to like to sign on for that when I already knew that I wasn't I wasn't capable I wasn't like a I didn't have a good base for that like to rebound from that right with my own emotional uh state I guess well I think it also depends on your part like who you're with yeah um who you want to raise kids with because that's that's a huge uh decision a lot of people just are so focused on having a kid, having a kid, having a kid. They don't think about who the other parent is going to be. Yeah. I did not want kids. And so that <laughs> I know I didn't want kids cause I had one. <laughs> right. 100%. The best right. thing I ever heard was like the idea that I did want kids, but then, you know, and I talked about it all the time, but because I just got so famous and like so let the famous. fame go to my head that I was like, that's why I didn't want kids. It's like, nah, no, dude. I didn't want kids because I knew that not only was it hard for me to already with like think about me having to deal with like the changes and everything and but it was also like I don't think I have more time or mental ability to take care of more children right (laughs) than I already have with you know anyways um if I were to do it you've been you've been my partner I'm there (laughs) they're like you guys are adopting (laughs) (laughs) No, we uh we're taking um <laughs> resumes. <laughs> we're taking oh, resumes. Oh, I mean not not oh oh resumes. By the way, we started uh, Instagram. We started our Instagram. We just figured it out last night. We have six followers, including the two of us. Yeah, so, so four. really four. Dude, I'm gonna check it right now. Oh seven? did you follow us, Colbs? Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna check it seven. right now and see if we have we more better. because I did go on my Instagram and be like, hey guys, if you're interested, but like, don't feel obligated. Yeah, we only have one picture up yet. Oh, we only have seven. <laughs> we Thanks, have seven. <laughs> Thanks, Colby. Colby, I love you. <laughs> so yeah, so that is up. So uh, it's between the reps, all one word. Between the Not reps. Not to be confused with the underscore one. Yeah, there's one. Because on I almost, I followed the wrong one. She did. <laughs> I was like, okay, now go on your profile and then go to the between the reps and follow. She goes on and she goes, wait. <laughs> wait we have oh no i i know because i was like excited because i thought we had 18 followers and then you said gina that's the wrong account it is it's like between underscore the underscore yeah rep. so it's not that one no you'll see it but anyway so if you guys hopefully we'll get it together and start posting some stuff on there we are we've got a lot of also what? sorry no continue also did we tell the story about the dares about what's going to happen to Colby. Wait, which one? So we were talking, I was looking at Colby's face right now. Oh, of him getting gingivitis? (laughs) (laughs) 
not sorry, not getting gingivitis, but you're talking about the dares where you wanted to dare him to say he had gingivitis. Uh, yeah, well, I was just thinking. What's the no, other dare story did, you want to talk but, about? No, no, no. That's what I was going to talk about because we were talking about how we were going to go. So, so when we pick up Dana, we were going to go oh. to. We might go to a. Uh, go. Colby's like, don't tell people I've got gingivitis. Go out tonight. Gina dared Colby in Austin to announce to, to yell to a bunch of people to down in the middle of the street that he had gingivitis, and because that was like her easy dare. Yeah, that was what no, she considered an easy, an easy dare, and he didn't want to do it. Well, I think I, I think I wanted you to yell like I have a small penis or something first, and that was definitely yeah. the first one. And then I you, have, and a small oh, I have a penis. small penis, and then you said, no, I'm not doing that. And then you're like, all right, fine. Like, Just like, be like, hey, guys, I have gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wouldn't do it. I think the and biggest then what happened? I think the biggest reason he didn't want to do it is because we had those cute curls around. No, you just don't want to do a dare. Oh, he says he just but Here's just the thing. It's like, to. eventually he's going to do a dare. Eventually he's going to do a dare. Eventually. But I feel like it's going to take some serious, like, uh, I think we have it's to gonna, get him drunk. Gonna, he's going to be really drunk. drunk. He's going to be drunk. Also, we're going to call solidarity. Well, so Colby has been, we've talked about it before. He's trying, he's trying to get, push me back and be like Brooke's best friend. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're, we've we're already, close. we've we're already, close. what? I mean, we're close, but he doesn't hold my oh. hand and he doesn't like pet me to sleep. Yeah. And they're like, we'll I told pet him, you to sleep. I told him today, I said, hey, but if you don't start to do dares or or like get in with the solidarity, you're not, you're not in. <laughs> you told him that today? Yeah. So it's never going to happen for you. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure out how bad you want it, Colbs. How bad do you want this? Colkaby. Colkaby. Colkaby is his new name. Dude, where were, where did we get coffee where they wrote that? Was uh, it Feel Love? love? We were getting coffee at Phil Love Coffee and they got his name and they wrote his name in on Utah. his coffee in Utah and wrote his name on his coffee. Colkaby. Coffee cup. And it was Colkby. Colkaby. C-O-L-C-B-Y, I think. Was it K? C-O-L-K-B. C-O-L-K-B-Y. Colkby. Colkby. All right, guys. Well, we have to go pick up Dana soon. So no, we are going to. Yeah, she was getting her hair done. She's like, hey, guys, we came off the mountain. She's got a hair appointment and me and Gina are like, Cool, we'll see you back at the house. <laughs> like a piece of shit. <laughs> Two pieces of shit. Um, yeah, we're good. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're very, we're we're also bummed that we didn't have to name Mercer on today, but she's very excited we never to be said the podcast. her name. Did we no, not? I feel like we it. did. No, oh, we, we definitely did. did. Yeah, okay. I don't think we did. Um, she is going to be on. It's going to be awesome. Bear with us. <laughs> We're all trying to what, dude? Colkaby's hair is like was amazing before you fixed it. Leave Holy it. Holy yeah. wow, looking good, buddy. Uh, I know you guys can't see him, but it does look great. So <laughs> put your head in front of the camera. We are. <laughs> hey, actually, you guys. I know we've already told you this too, but I'm gonna tell you again because I feel like saying it. I hope you real. I hope you know that like we're podcasting. One, we're very surprised that enough of you enjoy this shit that like we still are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing we're it. We're grateful. We're doing, we're so grateful for all of you. And we like the fact that we've done over a hundred episodes yeah. blows our mind, but we keep this going because we want to keep, you know, I guess like the positivity in this like little between the reps community, this yuck, yuck community yuck, yuck. that we kind of have going. And yeah, we want to say thank you for for listening because 
We really appreciate you. Yeah, we would not be doing this if it weren't for any of you. For sure. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, rate review, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star five warning, and email us at uh, betweentherepsatgmail.com if you want. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye.